Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk TV Live. It feels weird because I've been gone for like three weeks and now I'm back. Um, I am your host, Barbara Barnett, executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine and proprietress of the Let's Talk TV TV blog and author of Chasing Zebras, the unofficial guide to house MD, parentheses, available at Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. So, welcome, Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good. Nice Jimmy hasn't joined us yet. I don't, I don't know if he actually, like, doesn't know that I'm back. I feel like I've been oh. on hiatus. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel, well, it's <laughs> Well, I had to call you. I'm like, wait a minute now. Today's a Monday. i got to make sure <laughs> I know. we've been doing it because... Isn't it weird when you're off trying to, like, get used to everything again, catch up? I know. It's crazy because I've really been away for much of the last three weeks. And, um, like, really since the end of December, since December 28th, I was back for a little while. Then I was gone again. And uh, it's really weird being back. And I feel like this is a rerun because it is minus 10 degrees already. Which, oh when God. I was on the air last time, it was also a Monday night, obviously, and yeah. the city was closed down, the schools were closed, everything was closed, and it was like a minus 40 wind chill, and guess what? Oh, my God. Tonight again, it's going to be minus 20 with a Holy wind chill Mary. of minus 45. And oh, my it, God. I know. It's brutal, and everything was closed. In fact, you know things are bad. Right. When... You get a one of those blast calls from the village that says, oh "Beware! It's going to be 20 below tonight with 50 below wind chills. Are you sure oh that your pipes are warmed? And oh um, you know, if you have an outside pipe, um, oh, Jimmy's coming. He just tweeted me. Um, oh, be good. sure okay. to make sure you keep your cabinets open. And oh it's my just." God. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's scary because you know you just don't think about things like that. You know, we don't usually need to worry about stuff like that. So oh, much. So, I know you don't. Yeah. But what you did don't. you do when you were gone? Because you didn't. You were the the cold was really bad while you were gone. Yeah, it, and it was snowing. Oh, and we came back and there was like a half a foot of snow. And oh uh, that fall, it's been when it's not too cold to snow, it's been yeah. snowing. And when it's done snowing, it gets really cold. It's this crazy polar vortex. I, honest to God, feel like I'm in the middle of one of those sci-fi disaster movies. <laughs> you probably are. That's hilarious. Oh yeah, you're in. Uh, what is that one? Uh, no quake. Oh my. Snow totally. Or like it's it's not Sharknado. I know that. Which has become my favorite movie because it is yes. my life right now. It's like, in, totally. well, you know what? It's in that movie. You know, the science in it is really kind of bad. I mean, it's it's really right, been trashed. Right. 
but it talks yeah. about the um, the circulation and the jet stream and how yeah. when there's warming of sea ice because it's too warm at the poles, um, yeah. the, it causes the circulation, the Atlantic circulation to buckle. Well, wow. it, it's actually that's kind of what's happened. And this this polar vortex, which is always around the North Pole, sort of right. circular-ish, it, it's almost like it's a flat tire that keeps blobbing, you know, places. Oh, my God. Because, yeah. because the wa- the water up along the pole is way too warm. So there's, like, that underlying bit of the day after tomorrow is like, oh, right. okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my get God. Warmer, won't it? Question mark, it's, question mark. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, like, so I really yeah. yeah, so I really do feel like I'm in the middle of this disaster movie, Snowquake, oh, so crazy. or oh, my goodness. Fast, fast Freeze, or something. Anyway, <laughs> so that's really weird. Um, but yeah, I've been watching a little bit of uh, of Day After Tomorrow when I'm not when I'm not trying to catch up on yeah. all the thousands of TV shows that have uh, premiered over the last couple weeks. Isn't it? Crazy! I find I'm caught up on almost human, except tonight. I'm obviously okay. Well, tonight's it, a rerun. Tonight's a rerun. Is it a rerun? Oh, good. So I'm all caught up on that, and then yeah. I'm only on episode two with the intelligence. <laughs> okay, so let's let's kind so. of go through because I wanna, I want, and Jimmy will be here soon, and and okay. we'll bring him into the conversation right away. But um, so you're just about caught up on almost human. So what are you thinking yeah. so far? What do you think of the show? Well. I, I, I like it. You know, the thing that's interesting, that makes it interesting is just that I think that the characters are are fairly layered and they have just like a whole different set of, it's a different mindset and a whole different set of things that they need to worry about. I mean, the whole, um, oh man, the one when he was, he was all um, winding, he, he didn't get to be charged on time right. or whatever. So he right, was all right. digging out and everything. I was like, oh, right. my God, like, like we don't have to worry about, <laughs> like, that wouldn't even be a factor. And then, right. uh, and so, yeah, so I'm, I really, and I like it. It's basically, it's a crime, it's a crime drama, and it's to, It's a procedural. You know, it's a cop it's show. Procedural, but yeah. it's actually, it's, um, a, it's got an interesting twist, and I, and I like yeah. it. It's, it's entertaining to watch, you oh, know. I and like I, it a lot, and I, I really yeah. loved the last episode, which was, I think, the one you're talking about. Yeah, um, the one and that's... Rudy is finally. That was actually really cleverly done. I really, really liked that episode. Um, oh, and in the yeah. end, I actually love the idea that Dorian and Rudy are going to be like roomies. Roommates. I, I know. I love it. And well, I, I Rudy wants to be undercover and stuff and a lot too, I which cracks me up. I totally <laughs> adore. I have to say, I totally have become <laughs> a Mackenzie Crook fangirl. Oh, <laughs> because I think he is just lovely He's in this adorable. part. He, he really is. And it's he perfect is. for him. It's a perfect part for him, really. He, but it's really quite different. Than, I don't know if you ever saw the BBC office. No, um, I never did. Yeah, he was in that. He played Gareth, who was, oh, wait, hang on. There's Jimmy. We can bring him into the Hi. almost two conversation. Hang on. Hello, Jimmy. Hi, Hi Jimmy. Jimmy. Hey, what's the weather I like know. in Ohio? <laughs> Are you the weather's awful. We've had huge snowstorm. I mean, 
for us, a big snowstorm yesterday. We were under level two road emergency, and now the weather is the high tomorrow is negative one. So, oh, oh my god! Our our low tonight is minus twenty, and our high tomorrow <laughs> is minus ten. Oh, uh, I feel like I should be setting up igloos. I swear to God, it's like, oh. Except, I'm except thinking, are we in the Antarctic or what's happening? Like, well, are we in are we in Helix or what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we're in Helix. I want to talk about that show in a little while. But I really, it's like it's like really weird. Um, this weather is insane. But see, in Alaska, it's warm now. It's actually warmer in Anchorage, mm-hmm. Alaska, than it is here. That's because we're getting all their cold air. We're getting all their cold air because the Arctic is like freaking out. Oh um, my God. <laughs> Really weird. So anyway, so we were talking about Almost Human because Chrissy ah. is all caught up. Are you caught up? I do not believe I am. I watched the full finale. Oh, yeah. There have been new episodes after. recently, though, haven't there? No, 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 no. It comes back. No, 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 oh. no. They're on repeat. I thought, it, I thought it was new tonight, and then she's like, no, it's a repeat Next tonight. Week. So I was happy. Oh. Yeah. yeah it comes I'm back. caught up. Okay, cool. So we were just talking about the last episode where poor Dorian doesn't want the humiliation of having to room with all of those uh, those android guys without uh-huh. uh, that looked like Ken dolls, um, and love the idea that that he's rooming with Rudy. And I want to see where that goes. And I am so freaking excited because guess who's going to be guest starring in the upcoming episodes? It's going to be a recurring cool. character. John LaRoquette. John LaRoquette. Oh, yeah. Oh, John, that's right. Because he was in the... Uh, cool. Oh, my God, John LaRoquette is going to be in this show. He's in every show. He always somehow finds a way. I love him. <laughs> you know, I've loved, loved him. him. I've loved him since the days of Night Court. Me too. <laughs> oh, my God. I and love was, Night Court. And he was, was probably in... He was probably... He was a guest star in one of what I would think would be my... One of my five top favorite episodes of House. I absolutely adored him on Boston Legal when he showed up there. He's great. He's great. Yeah. So he's going to be coming on as Dorian's creator. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I have these flashes of Blade Runner and that goofy mm-hmm. scientist dude in, in Blade Runner who created, who created the Nexus androids. I just have this flash, but he doesn't look anything like that sort of nerdy, geeky guy. Um, <laughs> Almost Human has a nerdy, geeky guy, and he is Rudy Lam, who, who's played right. by the delightful, sweet, and lovely um, Mackenzie Crook, who Mackenzie. I dearly want to have well, on my show. I really well, want to. It's going to be interesting to see if, like, he's going to play a creepy guy, because he, he was on The Practice, and he was creepier than hell on John the Rockat. John the Rockat. Yeah. Right. Yeah, John yeah, Cat, he can so. play kind of sleazy. He can. He's usually plays pretty sleazy. So I'm. I'm curious. Yeah. He's gonna no, go. But yeah. He yeah, was a great Klingon in that Star Trek movie. Yeah. He. Yes. 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 Um, I don't but remember he also that. He's kind of sleazy. The guy. new one. The new yeah. Star Trek movie. No, no, he was in Star Trek three. Yeah. Or two. Oh, I'll three. Know. He was in three. He was the yeah. Klingon on the bridge under Christopher Lloyd. Oh, All right. No, I do remember that. Okay. Ages and ages ago. Ages and ages ago. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so, 
Yeah, so I'm really, really liking Almost Human. Now, that that's going to lead me to my next topic, though. Okay. Uh-huh. And that is, um, and, and the thing about Almost Human that hasn't quite gelled for me yet is getting it out of the sport, out of the uh, procedural realm. And mm-hmm. I'm right. hoping now, I'm hoping, although the episode, the last episode that, that aired was actually, it was pretty non-procedural. There was stuff that happened. I mean, the blow up and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all but of what, that. I'm going to go back to what what was episode. I want to say episode two, um, or maybe that. Yeah, they're they're going back to episode two, which is going to be kind of weird. But then it's going to fall into a more procedural thing. So um, right. I'm really hoping that it'll kind of, especially with. It's John LaRocca. No, no, no. It's 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 a new episode. I'm now I'm confused. Um, I mean, not a new episode. It's the next one in sequence. It's not the second episode that was written. I'm really confused about this show. But with John LaRocca being a, a a recurrent character, and uh, Dorian and and Rudy kind of you know batching it together, um, I really think there's some really cool uh, possibilities, and I'm really liking Carl Urban in it. Um, and want to find out more about what happened in, in his past. So I'm hoping. And their ratings have really – they really bounced back in their finale. Right. Yeah, they did. I actually really liked it. So that was nice to see. So I want to go from that to intelligence. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm behind. I've only seen – Yeah, like, I'm I am, but I've, only seen, I've only seen the first episode. And it's interesting because after I watched it, I, I went to um, Variety to see what they said about it. Mm-hmm. And the end, or maybe it was not. It was not Variety. It was the Hollywood Reporter. And at the end of the thing, they said, uh, "For what it's worth, you're better off tuning into Fox's Almost Human." <laughs> <laughs> so what I said. This is what I said. I started writing my review, and I haven't published it yet. Um, this is what I said. The network television theme du jour seems to be man machines or machine men, a.k.a. the $6 million man turns up in the 21st century. Fox's new cop show, Almost Human, plays with this theme by creating an almost human android partnered with a tortured shell, lost humanity, who has a synthetic leg. Now comes CBS's mid-season series, Intelligence, starring Josh Holloway as an intelligence agent with a billions of dollars microchip implanted in his brain. And right. I, I, you know, it's real. It's, it's got every bit of CBS formula. It has mm-hmm. a man, you know, tortured, brooding. Right. A female, Megan Ori, who is really, I like her, as his bodyguard, um, put upon... Uh, superior Marg Helgenberger, um, and it's you know I this is this is kind of out of CBS's wheelhouse to do something in the genre. Well, yeah, well, I, I thought so too. Go ahead, Jim. What do you think? Honestly, honestly, after watching the pilot, I was like, this is just Chuck with the humor drained out of it. Yeah, and that made me sad. I mean, I'd, lo- I'd like to see a serious version of Chuck because I, I love yeah. Chuck, but it could have been more dramatic. But it, yeah, I mean, the humor was great, and it was charming. And with this, it's like you took out some of the best parts of Chuck, and this is what's left. Well, and the other thing that I'm not crazy about, 
and I'll give it another chance. I'll watch the other couple of episodes I haven't yet seen. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like Josh Holloway, although he's kind of wooden to me. Really? Um, I think he's kind of wooden. wooden. Uh, at least in the pilot, he comes across maybe that way. Maybe he's going to try and Maybe it's like he's got to get used to, you know. Yeah, and I like the premise. I like the premise that his daughter was killed, and it and it, right. it killed his marriage, and I and I like that. That's a very, you know, mm-hmm. ironicy sort of a thing, and and there's yeah. a lot. So I always I always gravitate to stuff like that, and it's yeah. got some things going for it. It definitely has things going for it, and so I'm going to give it a, another oh. chance, um, but. I just really felt like the dialogue was really pat and, mm-hmm. you know, it was very, it was, it was really formulaic, which is crazy to say about a premiere episode of a series that it's formulaic because it's only been one episode, but it's still, it's like the formula plug and play. And what? But, yeah, yes. but the yes. only yeah. drama that CBS has that isn't is The Good Wife. Other than that, it's every other CBS show. Right. And the thing is, you know, the odd thing is that who are they going to try to – they're probably trying to reel in with the genre thing, younger Mm -hmm. younger audience. And, (laughs) well, and I think they tried to do that with Elementary, too, because Johnny Lee Miller is really cute. Um, And and Lucy Liu and, you know, all that promise of – I mean – you know, in, in Intelligence too. oh, yes, there's this promise of romance between Josh Holloway and Megan Ori. Um, you know, there's always that there. It's like, you know, well, everyone's yeah. building on that. You know, it's the ex, it's Mulder and Scully again. You know, it me sort of is, actually, now that you say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's but like everyone's trying to do Mulder, Mulder and Scully. <laughs> so I will give it another shot. I'm I'm sort of, you know, all right, thumbs up, thumbs down, everyone. Thumbs up or thumbs down, Jimmy. Middle of the road, some level. We're going to do some Cisco and Peter here. I'm giving it a very cautious thumbs up. That's what I'll say. I'm I'm kind of, you know, kind of in the middle of the road with Jimmy on this one. Um, So I'm I'm really kind of, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I like it because I love Josh. I mean, of course, you know, I was a huge Lost fan, so. Yeah, and I'm not a I loved him a lot. Yeah, and I like him. So I loved him on Lost. I didn't see yeah. that same personality coming through in this pilot. But yeah, like Barbara, I've only watched the pilot. So yeah. So I will. I'll yeah, give it too. more. But on the other hand, um, I have watched the first couple of. I'm st- and I'm behind on this one too. It's you know what? I was away in Seattle. I was really occupied with real life, and it was like yes. excuses, excuses, and congratulations. I, thank you. you. I'm going to show my age now. Yes, I am now a grandmother, a very young grandmother. There you go. <laughs> a very, very young, young grandmother. grandmother. Yes, my my young daughter, who is only in her 20s, um, just had a, a baby boy, and he is adorable. He is beyond adorable. Aww. And his name is Ariel. His name is Ariel. Ariel? Yeah, Ariel. I love it. Awesome. And Ari. Uh, also known as Art. Ari, oh my gosh. Art. Also known as the Baby Saurus. He's also known as the Baby Saurus, but okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, another show that I watched, and I was trying to watch it while I was out there, and I just couldn't get the focus, um, was Helix. Have you guys seen Helix? Yes, I saw the two-hour premiere. I saw the two-hour premiere. 
I'm I'm I didn't see this very last episode, but I've seen the first three. Okay, and I like so, it. Yeah, I thought it was really smart. I thought it was I really. I love Billy Campbell in it. Yeah, Campbell's he's very it. good. I like him. Oh, he's, he's not very like, good. He's not a twenty-something, you know, hot guy. He's right, kind of and I like that. I like that he's I do a twenty-something. You yeah, know, and he's in the thick of it. But yeah, it's it's actually it's. Very, you know, I thought that we would see more of Antar- Antarctic, though. Like, I thought they would be outside more or something, but, you know, I mean, I guess they can't since it's so cold, right? <laughs> but uh, but I really like it, and I like how they're doing it. I mean, it's yeah. definitely interesting and scary. <laughs> it is It is by the creators of uh, Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. and mm. which is always a good sign. Of course. Um, it's got a really great setup, conflict right from the get-go, and it is about a we. It is about a virus. Yeah. And I. And that's it's a, the scariest thing. A, to me virus a virus found a virus found in the ice of Antarctica, which reminds me of a particular X Files episode where there was that yeah. thing, and that found it in ice cores. Totally flashback when I saw that too. <laughs> I know, and you know what? I, on, and it's said from the creators of of Battlestar Galactica and X Files, and I don't remember. I don't. I didn't look closely enough at the production credentials to figure out which one that was, which X Files person that was that's involved. Hang on, I'm going to do a quick. I don't know. Look here at IMDb. Okay. So, uh, thank God for, for for computers, right? <laughs> yeah, thank God for computers. Um, so I'm going to see here who's involved. Creator Cameron Porcenda, who I have no idea who he is. Um, uh, okay, so we've got. Oh, you know what? This is not. I, I lied. I lied. This is not. Okay. Oh no, it is Ronald D. Moore. Yes, it is. I was very confused for a moment. So I don't see anybody here who I recognize from. X-Files. Any of the good seasons of the X Files? <laughs> <laughs> they were all good. Well, all right, they were. They were I don't. I honestly, I don't see. But I don't even see credits here for X Files, X Files, X Files. I don't. No, I don't see it. I see some huh. people from. Um, that's weird. I see people from Smallville in twenty four and Batman Begins, Friday Night Lights, Sons of Anarchy, Mister Green. Um, is a writer lost? House of Cards, Star Trek First Contact. I mean, I don't. Wow. I don't know. That's kind I don't of know. surprising then. I mean, because that's the first thing that immediately popped in my head was the X Files. Yeah, over I, have all to of check, those I, I will. I will be checking a little further. Um, so I'm. I'm. You know, I know I heard that. So I don't. Uh, I don't know why I didn't. Why, why it's not popping out on, on IMDb, but I'll check on it um, when I write my article for sure um, about it. And anyway, they find this virus and um, you have people from the CDC involved and Billy Campbell plays this CDC um, uh, investigator and there's a whole crew, you know, a whole motley crew of of people that go down, they're field people, but one of the people is his ex-wife who's also a big shot investigator and they go down and one of the people who are affected is Billy Campbell's brother 
who's also a scientist, and there's this whole conflict there, and and this virus changes you, and and like really creepy with the monkeys. I mean, there were these the monkeys, monkey and I don't thing. want to give any. Yeah, no, but what that, did you think of that sea of monkeys that were frozen out there? Oh, the, and I, you know, and I like that U.S. Amrid guy. I like that U.S. Amrid guy, the the, yeah. um, the the soldier guy. But he's like, ooh, who does he work for? Because there's yeah. obviously, you know, they're obviously to my, in my opinion, they're working on some sort of bioweapon. Oh, totally. And, I mean, and, and especially private. the minute that you saw, well, he, well, the soldier guy is the one that killed. Killed the one guy who was trying to get away. That's, Remember, that's, he was trying to right, escape, that's, and he's like, "That's, that's Billy Campbell's that brother." That's Billy Campbell's yeah, brother. So, and I did hear a little yeah. bit of trust nobody, everybody lies. It's like, yeah, oh. mm-hmm. so I'm channeling mm-hmm. the X Files and House. Okay, so thumbs up, thumbs down, guys. Jimmy, um, yeah, cautious thumbs up. I I didn't think that many of the characters were real memorable. I felt like there was a disposable quality to many of them. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm sure people are going to get killed off here real soon. But it was enjoyable, and I'm interested to see where they go. Yeah. Great. What about and you, I would say, I'm going to say a thumbs up. I think that as it goes forward and we get more in-depth, of get it gets more in-depth, I think it's going to really start. I mean, it it has definitely kept my attention, which – you know, for me, the one thing that I know, if there's a show that I like that I know that I'm going to love is that if it keeps me enthralled and I'm not multitasking during the show, because I do that a lot. Right. I'll put a right. show on, and then I'm like, oh, whatever, okay, so I'm half listening. But that show, along with Sleepy Hollow, those are the two shows that was like, okay, I have to pay attention because that's how good it is. That's my feeling. So I say something. Right, and you and it's complex, and it's, and it's well-written. Yeah. And um, it really... It, it, I, I'm going to give it a cautious because I haven't seen more than the first couple of episodes. Um, so I'm, I'm de- that's definitely on my list. Okay, so let's move out of uh, sci-fi. And so there was one, one other sci-fi thing I wanted to ask you about, if you don't mind. No, no, um, go ahead. Hulu is now, uh, has been, jumping into the original series. Game, thank, like you for, thank you for bringing providers. that up, yes. And there is a new series that launched last week that stars several of the Stargate Atlantis cast members. Obviously Uh not Robert Carlyle, but several of the others. Well, he wasn't in Atlantis. Yeah, he wasn't in Atlantis. Oh, okay. That's why I was, was, for some reason, I was thinking that was your show. Never mind. I got my Stargates confused. No, Stargate (laughs) Universe, not Atlantis. It is called State of Sin. State of S-Y-N. Um, yeah, the Stargate Atlantis people are like a man's tapping. And, um, no yeah. from Firefly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, my, character in this. Oh, okay. Yeah, so my my uh, my show is Stargate Universe. I wasn't an Atlantis fan, but that's okay. But I'm going to check that out. I don't have a Hulu Plus account, but I suppose it, it, I can still get it, find it, the show.
and it's all cool. CGI background. So it's done in a very odd, different style that took a few minutes to adjust to. But then I thought the story was really interesting. And over the eight episodes, it didn't feel like a season. It felt like a pilot, like they were really setting something up. But sure. a dystopian future, which is always cool. Huh. Sounds good. Sounds good. I will I'll check that out. And speaking of non-conventional uh, TV, Alpha House has concluded for the season. And if mm-hmm. you have not seen that on Amazon.com, check it out with John Goodman. It is hysterical. Oh, really? Also, speaking of which, Dracula just ended their season one finale. Boy, man, it was pretty dang good. I tell you, I was, I was like, oh my god. I don't know. Did you guys? Do you guys either of you watch that? I do not. I'm not a big. Jonathan Reese Myers fan. Oh so. man, it, yeah, it really, really good. It looked pretty certain to be canceled, so I was like, eh, I'll just. It was it pretty good. <laughs> so, so I want to move to some dramas. I know that we'd love mm-hmm. to talk about, and and I'll come back to Once Upon a Time because I do have some news about the show. Um, awesome. some, some big news if people haven't heard, but I'm going to hold on to that for a little while. Um, but not. I mean, I'll, I'll disclose it if you don't already know um, later in this episode. Um, so I want to talk about uh, Rake. Have you guys seen Rake? Yeah. Yes, yes. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think, Jimmy? What do you, yeah, what do you think? think? What do you think, um, Jimmy? Greg Kinnear, it, to me it felt like a sort of like a house or something where they're building the, the, or building the main part of the show on one charismatic character that intrigues you. Um, I don't think it, he was house level, but I really liked Greg Kinnear, and I liked the character. And even though I'm worried that it's going to be way too procedural for me, I was interested and I was entertained. Okay. And Chrissy, what did you think? And then I'll give my And I, I mean, I liked it. I mean, you know, he's such a crass character. Um, that's one of the things that I think. Well, I love Greg Kinnear anyway. I think that he plays those characters so well. And I actually will see, and I like procedural, though. I like legal, mm-hmm. procedural, okay. that type of a, a show. So I really did like it. I mean, I think it, it, it was a li- it's a little rocky. We need a couple more. You know what I mean? I yeah. think it just needs to find its rhythm still. Yeah. But so this, is, this, is, this is my thing, and I did a review of it. Um, I, I like you too. I adore Greg Kinnear. I really like him. Um, since I saw him in Nurse Betty years and years ago, I have always liked him. He is all, he's charming and intelligent and he makes everything better. And this was the first TV series he has ever done. And mm-hmm. yeah. so, so that, that going for it, it has Peter Tolan going for it. And Peter Tolan right. uh, wrote the great, fabulous, wonderful, legendary Gary Shandling show. Um, He wrote on Murphy Brown and a host of other brilliant comedies. Um, And also it has an interesting vibe. My concern about the pilot, and I said this in my review, is that they spent, you know, the the hype is here's this brilliant attorney who is self-destructive. Uh, substitute brilliant doctor who is self-destructive and you have house. And there was a lot of hype about it being house with lawyers. So much so that I was sure David Shore was involved in it because David Shore is a lawyer. He's not clearly. Oh, interesting. Um, But 
what to me, he was not brilliant. See, that's the thing. You, I did not get a sense of this guy being at all brilliant in the pilot. He's schlepping around this big, gigantic fish. What an idiot. I mean, really? <laughs> and if it had been balanced, and, and the case to be solved was almost by pure stroke of luck. And really, that you didn't see any of his process at all, any of his legal process, any of his mind working. Um, and I think for a show that's trying to give us a deeply intelligent, flawed character with a little bit of humor in it, like House, you have to see right from the beginning that this is a like I, I keep thinking about the pilot episode of House, which I probably have emblazoned on my memory by dialogue and action. And you get yeah, you get the fact that he's you know a jerk. You get the fact he is trying to avoid work. He's kind of um, a little bit sexist, although he's not. He comes across that way in the pilot, but. And that he doesn't care for his patients. But when push comes to shove, you see a man of great compassion by the end. And you understand with one or two lines that there's really something that's driving his being an asshole. Behavior. Yeah, his behavior. I mean, he's definitely got some, some deep, dark secret. Yeah, and we don't see that at all in this show. Yeah, he's a jerk. He takes advantage of his family. He takes advantage of his relationships. But he's really kind of charming and he's kind of funny. And he's supposed to be brilliant, but I'm not seeing it. So, uh, you know, but I, but I, because it's Greg Kinnear, because it's Peter Tolan, I am willing to give it another few episodes. Um, because I think if they get it, if they really get it, and, and one of the things that Fox has not done is has not put up any more than that first episode for the press. And I'm dying to see the next episode. Uh, it's on yeah. Thursday nights, Thursday nights on Fox. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it um, and seeing if it really gets its act together because I'd really like to see it succeed. Um, I could really get my fingers into it. Because like you, Chrissy, I really like um, legal procedurals. If, yeah. If, 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 if. If, if, this is my caveat with all procedurals, if it is couched, if, if it is structure for good character study. And you know what? The, the producers have said, this is a character study. I'm not seeing it yet. So I'm going to give it another episode or two to see if they kind of come around to it. But otherwise, it yeah. sort of gets dumped in the realm of CBS procedurals. But, right. Uh, it was a lot yeah. more comedy of errors than procedurals, what I thought. I mean, it was yeah, definitely like things right. just keep going wrong by coincidence until it gets Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. It's supposed to be a dramedy, but there's very little drama in it so far. Right. Yeah. So, but I think it, I think that's going to come. I mean, I think it's going to be. I hope. I hope. Like you said, better. I really. I've, I've been. It's one of the things I've been. Mo- this one of the shows I've been most excited about and most disappointed with. Um, so I want to move from that. We're going to go back a few centuries now to Black Sails. Have you guys seen it? I have yes, not seen that, one. actually. 
Yeah, well, it's only been one episode. It's only been on once. Right. Yeah, only one aired. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was an exciting, adventure pirate thing. Um, I feel like it takes a little bit of a danger out of it to know that several of the main characters have to survive the next 20 years. But I enjoyed it. Uh, I did too. I really did. It was, yeah. I really, um, we watched it, I watched it with my husband. And it's a show that you really have to pay attention to. You cannot multitask during the show. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's got, the cast is as big and the story is as complex as anything on HBO. Um, You know, it's like you can't watch. I was seeing reviews complaining that there wasn't enough action that it was boring, and I just didn't see that. I felt like every scene was moving the story or getting into some of these really interesting characters. Yeah, and I really am, I'm really liking Toby Stevens in it. And I don't know if Mm -hmm. you've ever seen him in anything else. Um, I've seen him in, uh, I saw him in Onegin with Ray Fiennes, which was out, like I think 1999 it came out. And uh, Mm -hmm. I, I actually... It was during my Rafe Fines uh, crush days a few years ago, and uh, I had to see everything that he had ever done. And one of the things he did was Onegin, which was actually directed by his sister. And Toby Stevens plays a young, uh, a young suitor of uh, of a uh, the suitor of a young woman, and uh, he's very young. And I saw him in Black Sails, and I was like, "Wow, he completely doesn't." remind me of any Toby Stevens I've ever seen. And he's a really accomplished, in fact, most of the cast are really accomplished stage actors, which is really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's really, I think, well-written, well-executed, yeah, uh, well-produced, beautifully produced, and you don't really uh, have just to... For the production. Oh, so cool. And you don't necessarily expect that on stars. And it has interesting, strong women characters without falling into the just checking the boxes so that there's not just men in the period piece. I really love the two female leads in it, the prostitute um, and the um, the, the merchant's daughter who kind of runs the mm. island. I really, really like it a lot. And I'm really excited to see more of it as time goes on. Um, And House Connection, one of the co-executive producers on the show, and she wrote, I think it was episode three or four, I'm not sure which, is Doris Egan, who is among House fans, iconic for her portrayal of House and Wilson, Um, one Mm. of the most beloved writers on the series. I actually interviewed her several times while she was doing House, and I actually have been in communication with her over the last year, and... uh, was really excited to see her involved in this show. So hopefully uh, good things. So Black Sales is on Sunday nights. I think it's on Sunday nights. Saturday nights. Saturday. Saturday nights on Stars. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so that leads, as long as we're in the cable milieu. um, Okay, before you go on, I'm going to have to let you go. you got to leave. Okay. I have a big interview i'm freaking out actually oh, a little yes. bit it'll be okay <laughs> chrissy will be interviewing in a very short while at, at 9 30 
Central Time, 10.30 Eastern Time, 8.30 Pacific Time. Uh, we'll be interviewing John Noble on her show, mm-hmm. on the Sleepy Hollow show. Sleepy Hollow well, good luck. So good luck with Thank that. you. Yes. That'll be thank exciting. You. And thank you, Timmy, for yesterday. <laughs> oh, sure. It was, pretty, it was crazy, but anyway, but we'll we'll get it right. I, I, we'll, I'll talk to you about it later, but um, but anyway. Well, good luck, guys. Have fun. I'll, I'll Thanks. Thank good luck you. with your interview. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye. Later. Okay, bye. bye. So, um, have you seen True Detective? Yes. Ooh. Oh, my God, yes. Best new show of the year so far. It the last is six months, anyway, for sure, at least. Holy Oh, smoke. my God. And the performances by Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Okay, I Both in the past you. and present. Wow. I have to tell you something. And I've never been a big Matthew McConaughey fan. Because I'm not a big, like, rom-com. Well, I like my rom-coms, but I like my Tom mm-hmm. Hanks, Meg Ryan rom-coms. <laughs> More classic rom-coms. <laughs> classic rom-coms. Harrison mm-hmm. Ford and Greg Kinnear in, the, in Sabrina. Uh, they weren't, like, rom-coming with each other. They were brothers, and they were rom-coming over. Uh, I was going yeah. to say, yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> where was I going with this? <laughs> Matthew um, McConaughey? Oh, Matthew McConaughey. I, I have never been a huge fan of his. I have to tell you, I've seen a couple of his movies lately that he talk about reinventing himself. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's definitely in a transitional period where he's proving his chops so he can do more than just you know, oh. take off his shirt and look pretty. And yeah. True Detective should erase any doubters that are still out there, like within sure. the first hour, easily. So I have to say that talk about a chameleon. I mean, Woody Harrelson is looks kind of the same, both in the modern story and in the flashback story. Mm-hmm. And McConaughey, when I saw the flashback story, and I'll get to what the show is about in a minute, but when I saw, <laughs> I didn't even recognize him. I said, who's that? Like, yeah. Wow, did they get a different yeah. actor to play this character? So the show mm-hmm. is... Um, the best way I can describe this, it is a nonlinear novel on television. Oh yeah, this Absolutely. is a this is and, a novel, and it's going to be, and it's also a self-contained beginning, middle, end. Because yeah. if they do do multiple seasons, which seems a given by the premiere here, each season will be different characters, different story, uh, yeah. anthology series, kind of like American Horror Story. Yeah, and I think that's incredibly bright. Um, but this is, it tells a story. There was a, and actually the, the ritual murder, this murder of this girl that opens the episode of the season, um, really reminded me of, the, of, the, of Hannibal. Um, and the murder in Hannibal, you know, with the, with the yeah, deer. Yeah, I thought the same thing. The imagery was very similar. Yeah, that was really kind of bizarre. So, um, but what happens is you go to the modern day story and you have Matthew McConaughey, who God only knows um, what happened to him over the years. And that's part of the story is what happened to this guy over the course of these Mm -hmm. years. And he's a really troubled character. He's uh, an alcoholic probably a druggie. He used to be in narcotics. 
um, but had come onto this case and had been partners with Woody Harrelson's character for seven years, I think they said. And, um, and the story goes back and forth between Woody Harrelson's character and Matthew McConaughey's character giving their deposition, re-walking the current police, the state police, criminal investigation division through the case they solved all those years ago. But there's a brand new case that is eerily similar, which you learn by the end of the first episode. Okay, my gut is because of the questions they were asking, particularly Woody Harrelson's character, Mm -hmm. was that uh, they suspect that Matthew McConaughey's character, I can't remember his name in the show, that's why I keep calling them by the actors, (laughs) is, is actually the murderer in both cases. Really? Because I thought they were definitely treating him too nice for that. Eh, I don't know. I mean, Well, that's what they suspect. I didn't say that was true. Mm-hmm. I say that's okay. what they suspect. And it could be. It could be. If, and if, yeah, I think they suspect him. I don't think they trust him. I don't think they suspect him. And you no, have no, I don't, to... Yeah, I don't think they trust him. I just, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like they suspect him of doing a poor job back in the day. Rather than being the actual murderer Yeah, and here they, you know, this murderer is evidently still at large. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm, I really, really liked it a lot. Um, I am, I'm really excited about it. Um, So I'm thinking, you know, of all of the new series that I could kind of unequivocally give a thumbs up to, that would be Black Sales and True Detective. True Detective gets at least two thumbs up. It is yeah. easily my favorite. Oh, for sure, lately. for sure. Um, I really think it is just so well done. And Woody Harrelson over the years, I mean, gosh, this is the guy who start, started um, on Cheers. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, but Woody Harrelson um, I've known is great for a long time. He's really established himself before this. So I expected oh. him to be great. And McConaughey yeah. is the one that's really taken everybody off guard and has come out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, Woody Harrelson has really, over the years, um, really been a chameleon of actors. Mm-hmm. Um, he can play comedy, he can play drama. I was reading an article the other day, and it's funny, because I was going to, um, or maybe it was your, was it your article, you were talking about comedians who had um, crossed over into drama? I, was uh, reading I, know I, I recently discussed that in one of my articles. I don't remember mentioning Harrelson specifically. No, 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 but talking about comedians, right? So it's actually actually quite true. So you have Woody Harrelson, you have Matthew McConaughey, you have Tom Hanks. You have a lot of these guys started out in comedy. um, And... and You ever watch the show Justified? No. It was a, a dark, gritty drama. I really, really love it. Um, but they frequently will bring in actors known for comedy and give them a darker role to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they're always really good. Like Pat Oswald has been fantastic on it. Okay. You know, interestingly enough, so you take a guy who, and, and I, I've always been a big Timothy Dalton fan until he stopped um, stopped taking smart roles. 
<laughs> and um, I love them in check. That was smart roll. Um, hang on a second. I have a whoa. I don't want that person in my chat room. Hang on a second. I have to get rid of this person. How do I block okay. someone? How do I block this person? Ah! Just ask Chrissy nicely to leave, and I'm Kick. sure she'll comply. No, no. It, it was a guy with a really um, incendiary name. Ooh, yeah, so, no, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't. I just kicked him out. Um and I kicked him out and I blocked him. So hopefully he won't sign in again. Um, yes, they're gone. Yes, they are. Okay. Um, we've got somebody on the line here. Hang on a second. Hi, you are talking to Barbara Barnett on Let's Talk TV Live. How are you? Oh, uh, Hello, how are you? I'm good. And uh, do you have a question or comment? Uh, yeah, I was uh, wondering, though, have you heard about the recent news in Afghanistan? What recent news in Afghanistan? Well, what happened was uh, now that uh, the army left and all the stuff that uh, you're faggot. Cute. I just kicked him out. Was that the same guy you were kicking out of the chat? No clue. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I think that I am getting all kinds of weird I'm having a show today. <laughs> Okay, this is weird stuff. Um, I'm getting ready to kick someone else out if they're being weird. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, where were we? We were talking about television. <laughs> I am not talking about politics. I talk about politics all the time. And I would love to talk about tomorrow's State of the Union message. Um, anyway, where were we? Where were we? We were talking about, oh, we were talking about, who are we talking Oh, I was talking about Timothy Dalton. Uh-huh. No relation to Katie Dalton, who's in the chat room. Hi, Katie. Um, so, Timothy Dalton, who for a while was like my favorite actor, and I actually liked his James Bond almost as much as Sean Connery's. I know it's blasphemy. But a very, very well-known dramatic actor, known for his Saturnine um, sort of appearance and and mm-hmm. his acting chops were fabulous and he was in the Royal Shakespeare Company and National Theater and, and was very, very, very big in drama. The best Rochester ever in uh, the BBC Jane Eyre. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, um, they gave him some comedy to do and in, uh, in, um, Oh my gosh, uh, um, Sean, ah, Nicholas Pegg's movie that I, like the name of it just escaped me. Not Shaun, Shaun of the not Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz. Yes, Hot Fuzz, thank you. In Hot Fuzz, uh, Timothy Dalton was brilliant. He was brilliant and funny. And man, I've got these crazy people here. I'm going to, like, kick a lot of people out of my chat room. Really I bizarre. They're all coming for you. I have like a group. got no idea. Wow. Mm. I am being, like, spammed here. And they're not saying anything, but I'm a little freaked out here by all of these guys. Anyway, let's try to ignore them because they're not saying anything, so they have a right to be here, I suppose. 
Um, that's just never happened to me before. Anyway, he was he's been great with comedy. You know, and, and it's much harder to do mm-hmm. comedy than to do tragedy. Anyway, so I just wanted to put that in and I got sidetracked by all these like crazy people and not crazy people. I have no idea who these people are. Um, uh oh. Okay, one of these guys is typing. So I'm getting ready to figure out what he's going to say. And uh, I might be kicking someone out of my chat room. Batman in the house. Okay. Wow. Just a follower. No broadcasting here has logged in. Wow. That's pretty weird. Okay. Anyway, I'm just going to let people... Bump up my numbers. <laughs> Why not? Um, <laughs> as long as they don't spam or say anything mean. As long as they don't or say hateful. anything mean or spam. Um, oh, okay. So somebody is, uh, yeah. Okay, so we're getting out of here. All right. So I'm being spammed to death. I'm actually going to end my show because I have a feeling that these guys are like, I feel like uh, I'm having a real interesting time here. So I am just going to uh, get rid of these guys. And, okay, so these guests, these unnamed guests are kind of here. And uh, let's just finish up the show uh, by 9 o'clock uh, my time, 10 o'clock your time. So I want to talk okay. a little bit about Once Upon a Time because this is making me really uneasy. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. So, Once Upon a Time, good news, guys. Okay, so, spoiler alert, if you don't want to be spoiled, close your ears, please. Um, I have it on very good authority, and it's been out um, all over the news, that Robert Carlyle has actually returned to Stubston and is filming scenes in Storybrooke. Yay! Yay! Which, because the other characters are in Storybrooke, doesn't necessarily mean he's still alive. Yeah, and and I from what I understand, um, he's got his dagger, but his dagger has nothing written on it, and he's all rumpled up, so to speak. Now, I, I feel even more confident in saying he's not dead because of the news that broke about the TV line broke about another main character. What that, was that? Um, Phil. That they Phil they did not name who it was, but they said one of the main cast will be killed off this season and confirmed yes, that they were not yes, referring yes. to Rumble. And, and, right, right. And the other part of that news was um, that it would not be Robert right. Carlyle. He was the only yeah, one and, who was And there would be an episode where Rose, Rose McGowan was coming back. Yes, there will. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, but the fact, that, is that he, but, the, the, the fact is that he's there and he's filming and yeah. yay. Um, I have some of the title episode titles. Um, okay. So uh, there's New York City Serenade, which I think is the mm-hmm. first episode. Uh, Witch Hunt, which guess who that's probably okay. going to be in, involving. Um, uh, Jennifer the, Morrison. That's good. <laughs> the Wicked Witch, I think. Um, the Tower. Either that or Regina or both. Could be. The Tower, which I'm imagining um, involves mm-hmm. Rapunzel. Rapunzel, yeah. Uh, Quiet Minds, which I believe is the uh, Bell episode that we get introduced to some of her uh, her associates. 
And mm-hmm. um, it's not easy being green, which I'm guessing That's is about the, the wicked witch. The wicked yeah. witch. And of course, unless they got Kermit the Frog, right? So I mean, he got the Muppets owned by Disney again, or did they lose him again? I don't know. Well, it could it could be Kermit, but it could be the Wicked Witch. Could be Rumple, whose skin as Rumple still skin is green. Or it could just be somebody that's jealous. I mean, or they get tricky be. sometimes with their titles. And it could be both of them. So it could be anything the, the Frog Princess or whatever the the Princess and the Frog. It could be anything. It could be anything. Um, so, um, okay. So I'm going to kick somebody else out here. Um, wow. This is like so bizarre. Um, those of you who are just listening in online and are not in the chat room, um, which is most people, except for Katie. Hi, Katie. And a bunch of guests who I have no idea who they are. Um, hi, guests. But if you're just listening in, I've just been like all these people have been. Do you know? How, do you know how I feel? I feel like I'm in train spotting, and I'm in the pub, and all of the guys in train spotting are sort of like converging around me, and, uh, <laughs> and none of them are as cute as either Johnny Lee Miller or Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Notice that I didn't say Robert Carlyle because I really thought he was creepy in that movie. In that movie, mm. so um, that would really creep me out. Um, so. Hi, K.O. Well, I kind of feel like I'm missing out, but I'm not in the chat room. I almost want to log in and see what's going on. <laughs> you should. You should. It's, like, really weird. Um, so, anyway, um, ba-da-ba-da. So, um, so, Once Upon a Time comes back in March, so that's really now. It's just a, a little bit more than a month away, almost, like, I think five weeks away, and uh, less than five weeks away, and... Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that, but there's an awful lot of TV out there to watch these days. It's weird. It's almost like, you know, the winter season has always been sort of like the mid-season replacement time, mm-hmm. but it's really not anymore. I mean, it well, is a bona fide, brand new season. Well, yeah, because they're they're, they're trending. Uh, the broadcast networks are kind of trying to match the cable where they yeah. have you know different segments, staggered schedules. Right, with the staggered and the schedule. summer's gonna. I really feel like this summer will be the summer that broadcast really makes a mark based on what I see coming down the pipeline. And and you know what? I mean, cable does cable in the summer. You know, it's got all of its shows. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, the networks are gonna want to follow suit. But like cable, following the British model and having mm-hmm. short form, um, closed end. Seasons or series, mm-hmm. and there yeah, will be a lot, a lot more of those—nine episodes, and ten episodes, twelve episodes. Kind of these shorter series where they're only doing thirteen episodes have been amazing. Like the following yeah. was really good. Sleepy Hollow was really good, and there's the misfires like Hostages or yeah, um, well, oh, that was the stupid Cold War one. But still, you know, we're getting some really good quality stuff out of this experiment. Oh, I totally agree, and I really see that's the way things are going to go, and you're going to get a lot of quality. Um, and and you, we may see a time where the networks really can compete with cable in, you know, come awards time. Or we may see the end of TV. Did you see that Google, I think it was Google, 
is now going to try to launch an online TV subscription service. There, I know Sony is. Maybe it was Amazon. I don't remember. I'm sorry. But there are several online companies Everyone is. that are Everyone trying to replace is. cable as a TV provider. Yeah. Well, that could be interesting. That could be. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I kind of like my cable service. I my Xfinity I one box. I love you know. my TiVo being able to record and get to things and know that they're there waiting for me to get to them. Whereas yeah, online, you know, maybe Hulu or Netflix will take I, it down before I have time. I really thought that I would miss TiVo. I went to X, the X1 box from Xfinity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now I have On Demand, which I love having. Um, because that's how I've been able to catch up on all these series that I forgot to record. Um <laughs> And because I was like in such chaos the last month and um, I've been able to catch up on stuff. Um, I can set from my iPhone things to record. Um, I have Xfinity to go so I can uh, take it wherever I go. This is not a commercial for Xfinity because I hate corporate well, whatever. Know, They're owned by NC. set recordings from your phone and you're soon going to be able to take it to go. Yeah. And and I do like you know and I now I have um, I have Amazon just uh, no sorry I don't have Amazon on my Xfinity I have Netflix on my DVD player my Blu-ray player mm-hmm. um, I have my Amazon Prime back mm-hmm. yay I'm so excited yep. and I have Vudu so between Vudu and Amazon and Netflix. And the the on demand stuff, I'm covered. I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah, I've been thinking about cutting the cord, but I just don't think I can. I feel like I will miss yeah. stuff. I will forget to watch shows. Oh, here's the thing that I really like about this is like to me the my favorite thing with the Xbox and why I don't miss my my TiVo, which is sitting on my floor. So if you know of anybody who would like a TiVo Series Three Premiere XL. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I've got one. Um, what I like is, so, okay, I, like, the day after tomorrow. All right, so I click on that. And along the side of the screen are 25, 30, 40 other movies that mm. if I liked the day after tomorrow, maybe I'd like these. Mm-hmm. And that's something, yeah, you can sort of keyword stuff and you can get, you know, recommended content on TiVo, but not like this. This makes it so effortless because all you do is you scroll over and you, oh, that looks interesting. And I have actually gotten lost in surfing my X1 box, uh, just like finding movies like, oh, I haven't seen that since I was 10. I want to see that movie. Or I haven't seen that since, you know, 2015, you know, 2002 or whatever. And, wow, I really want to see that. Or, oh, I haven't, you know, and and it's really kind of addictive. So I just don't have time. I say I don't have time for that kind of browsing. Well, I don't either. I don't either. But, you know, on a very Mm -hmm. cold 20 below zero day, when I'm not working on my novel, not working on, uh, not working on blog critics, not knitting, not doing whatever else I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's like days where I'm like, okay, I just can't look at my computer another minute. 
<laughs> and I, you know, I, I, I dig it. I, you know, I don't think I'm going to let go of my, my cable in for any time soon. Not everything is available on the internet. I guess that's what I'm saying. Almost everything. Mm. Actually, I've got a, I've got a buddy and, um, he doesn't watch shows through legal means, so I'm not condoning his actions, but he can find anything he wants that's ever aired okay. at any good time. Good example. He has here's no problem example. doing that. Okay, so here's a good example. So there's a movie. It's a disaster movie. Sue mm. me. I love disaster movies. So it's a British disaster movie, and there aren't many of those. A British disaster movie starring Robert Carlyle and um, – uh, it's called Flood, and it's not available on Amazon Prime. It's not available on Vudu. It's not available on Netflix. It's not available on anything that I have had. However, it is available on cable from time to time. Now, I couldn't wait for it to be on cable, so I bought the DVD, but... Um, but, yeah, there are things that are not on cable. Mm-hmm. And if you, especially if you like movies not from the U.S. and you like British movies, for example, like I do, enough, mm-hmm. to, get a, to, enough to get a non-region Blu-ray player, which, by the way, is awesome. I have a region-free Blu-ray player. And it is, like, the best thing ever. Um but I like British movies, and they are, especially independent movies, are not always available. So, oh, all those people in my chat room left. Yay! Yay! Katie, Katie and Guest9079, whoever that is. Um, oh, Guest9079, oh. I love them. Oh, yes, so one of my favorite people. Um, hi, Guest. 9079 and all the people that were in my queue just left too but you know what thanks for stopping by all of you guys if you were spamming me or not harassing me or not you just bumped up my numbers for the week thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> so what else what else is there left to talk about mm. um, so much stuff going on the, oh the Olympics start yeah, I'll probably watch a little skiing, but I'm not a sports fan at all. The Winter yeah, Olympics I mean, are really the only thing that even has a little bit of sports I like, and it's just all like skiing and the leisure about what all I'll watch. So my first time that I ever watched the Olympics in my life was, I, can't, I think it was the 1968 Olympics. Mm-hmm. And um, watching Jean-Claude Killy skiing was like watching air ballet. It was like I was I was absolutely mesmerized by the skiing. And I am ter- I have this fear of falling. It's like a big phobia of mine. And mm-hmm. you would never find me on downhill skis. Cross country skis, absolutely. Downhill <laughs> skis, not so much. Oh, I love um, the downhill ski. I it's see I don't I cross country ski I haven't cross country skied for a long time um, because there was never enough snow around here I may just have to buy a pair of skis now um, but there was if it ever gets warm enough to ski um, 
because it's like really nasty because you have to have special waxes on your skis when it's cold. Um, and I'm one of these old-fashioned cross-country skiers that insists on waxing her own skis instead of buying the pre-wax stuff. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so I really have always loved the skiing. I love the skating. That's pretty much it. I, I'm, you know, I don't. I usually don't watch too much else of the Olympics. Um, the thing that I'm really hoping that NBC took to heart after everybody bitched and moaned about it in the Summer Olympics, mm-hmm. what is it, the London Olympics, was that they were they're, they're not going to that they're actually going to do the Olympics, like really, and not just you know edit the heck out of everything. Yeah, the just the highlights the last time around was a little annoying. Yeah. I was really annoyed that we did not get to see the entire of Danny Boyle's opening ceremonies. Mm-hmm. I was really upset. I actually yeah, wrote I feel like there's that. probably going to be a lot more online offerings rather than airing. They I feel that like that's the direction time. we're going in anyway. They did that last time. And right. NBC had an Olympics uh, uh, app for iPad, and you know what? You still mm-hmm. couldn't see the entire opening ceremony. It was still yeah, the edited. Stupid. I know. That was really, really stupid. Um, I actually, I mean, I think these Olympics are really scary because of all of the threats. And I know. I'm really worried that this is going to be like a disaster in some know, way, that there are going to be lives lost. I'm really hoping I, that it doesn't happen, but I'm I'm worried. As am I. I. I have a real concern, and I keep flashing on the 72 Olympics. And, um, yeah, it's yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about the whole thing. Because um, these guys, these terrorists are fearless. They do not yeah. care about threats. Uh, 72 not. was, you know, I was negative nine years old, or negative 11 yeah, years well. old, so I don't remember that one. But... <laughs> No, I, I, I don't know. I've, I were uh, I was 17. certain countries and in charge. I might be pulling my athletes at this point. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think they have to really consider it. It's, it's, you know, and they shouldn't cancel the Olympics. That would be a bad thing. I mean, they didn't even cancel them in 1936. Um, no, but it's like, whose idea was it to let Russia host? I'm sorry. It was really and I stupid. I know you can't just... It was the same I know it's people, supposed to be global and everybody should get a turn, but come on. It was the same people that denied Chicago the 2016 Olympics. Mm. It was really bad. I, I, I wanted the Olympics here. That would have been amazing. Um, so there's that Super Bowl is on uh, Sunday night. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless they cancel it for the weather. It's possible they could postpone it. Um and I've actually read reports that they might indeed do that because it is going to be the first Super Bowl in many, 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 many years um, that's going to be played outdoors mm-hmm. in uh, in New Jersey or New York yep. or both places at the same time. Um, so that's kind of cool, and I'm looking forward to watching that for the commercials. However, it's really funny because having I was you know I've been in Seattle. And mm-hmm. the funny thing is, you know, I was there. We, uh, I was in Seattle the night the Seahawks took the uh, championship. And I was actually picking up Phil at the airport that night. And the route from where I was in 
the north of Seattle to the airport, you have to literally drive by Safeco Field. And um, it was kind of cool because everything, the entire city skyline was lit up with the Seahawks colors. And that was actually kind of fun. Um, that was, it was really kind of pretty. Um, and of course, you know, the Super Bowl, you have Washington State and Colorado. And the irony of the Super Bowl, the two states that have legalized marijuana. <laughs> there is a certain irony in that and the name of the game. Probably so, just think, the first two. Let's be honest at the current trend. Yeah, I think the first two. Hey, even Rick Perry is talking about, you know, they should decriminalize marijuana possession in Texas. Um, I mean, look at the tax revenues. That's the thing. If oh, Washington yeah. and Colorado start raking in big tax revenues, the other states are going to want to get a piece of that. Well, my son, um, who's the munchie ball, absolutely the munchie ball. I love that. That's what Katie said in the chat room. Um, really, really funny because my son, who's 22, and uh, just thought it would be a real lark being in Seattle to mm-hmm. actually go and buy marijuana and um, he there was actually a listing in the stranger which is the local uh, alternative weekly that actually had the names and phone numbers of a bunch of guys who legally were selling grass so uh, I thought that was really funny and in he walks to my sister's house with uh, an ounce and a quarter ounce and um, it was like yeah it was a quarter ounce and uh They're like, get that stink out of here. We have a new baby. The house smelled like the car I used to ride in to school where I wasn't (laughs) smoking, but my two friends were getting high on the way to school. So uh, it was very interesting. Anyway, so this should be an interesting Super Bowl and lots of jokes will arise. And I would not be surprised to see at least one or two of the ads that air making reference mm-hmm. to the oh, uniqueness yeah. of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure how they're going to do that, but I would suspect like a GoDaddy ad might do that or a, <laughs> an Apple ad might do that. Oh, let's see. It should be fun. Um, and we can talk about the ads next week on our show. And okay. uh, what else? What else? What else? What else is in the TV world today? Um I can't think of another thing. Um, I am like, I'm still kind of decompressing after being in Seattle for all that time and uh, getting reaccustomed to the Arctic hinterlands of the Midwest. Um, So I am just as uh, happy right now after, especially after, you know, having that slightly unnerving gang happen upon my show to sort of end it for tonight and I know it's late by you mm-hmm. so yeah, I will yeah I am too actually <laughs> I am it's really cold out and I think that just sort of makes it sleepier um, so I'm going to say good night to all of you guys listening tonight and I apologize for the kind of like uh, kind of having to deal with my chat room um, for a while 
Um, so if I said anything that offended anyone during that time, I apologize. Um, so come on back next week and we will have more to talk about. And uh, thank you, Jimmy, for stopping by. Thank you, Chrissy, for stopping by. Be sure to turn into tune into Chrissy's blog talk radio show tonight. Uh, that will be on in about okay. 15 minutes for her interview with John Noble. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will see you next week. Good to be back. Okay, I'll see you then. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone. Bye. See you next Monday. Bye-bye.